Hello, welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins, and it's great to have your company. A quick thank you to my Patreon sponsors, without whom this podcast would not be possible. Thanks to Lance and Olivia and Bill. Thank you for your kindness. You can sponsor the podcast by visiting patreon.com forward slash Dan Mullins. A gentle reminder that the American Pilgrims on the Camino Conference is April 13 to 16 at Lake Tahoe, and the theme is Walk Your Way, The Time Is Now. I can't recommend it highly enough. It's a magic event this year, I'm sure, will be an event to remember. You register at AmericanPilgrims.org, and pilgrims from all around the world will be there, and they're more than welcome. So, AmericanPilgrims.org. The world of the Camino came to me this week when my friend Linda from the United States came to one of my shows here in Sydney. Linda and I met at the American Pilgrims on the Camino Conference at Lake Tahoe in 2020, and we promised to stay in touch. And we have. Linda and Keith sat at the bar at Sydney's oldest pub, The Fortune of War, and enjoyed a night of songs and sing-alongs. It was quite the night, I can tell you. They're now off on a cruise. And we left with a blessing and best wishes and Buen Camino. There were a handful of German tourists in the crowd as well. And one of them turned out to be part of the German Pilgrim Society. So you can imagine what happened when he and his friends learned that Linda and I were pilgrims. It was chaos. But it was just a wonderful, wonderful night. And, you know, the Camino is one of those gifts. It's something to cherish. We share it with others. We walk alongside others. We dine with strangers who become friends. We walk and talk and listen to others. We try to understand other languages, try to speak other languages. We cherish other cultures. We might get a little impatient and we might snore. We might sleepwalk or sleep talk. We might try our best to be understanding and at times are guilty of misunderstanding. We reach out and look within. We stride out and tread softly. Our hearts beat strong and loud, and our minds seek peace and quiet. We try to forgive, to see the sinner in ourselves. And we try to worship and to remember how fortunate we are to be living and breathing, healthy and strong enough in mind and body to undertake this wonderful adventure. Some choose to give back. You might volunteer as a hospitaliero or hospitaliera. You might sponsor a pilgrim who's visiting your area, someone who has come from away. You might give a talk at your local church or library. Maybe give a talk or a slideshow at your local Sunday school. Something to make the Camino part of your life on your return. For me, part of it is singing somewhere along the way the Camino song. I sang it once about six months ago and someone in the crowd said, Hey Dan, you should sing that song every time you play. It's your song. You sing everyone else's song. Why not sing your own? So I do. And it's, to me, a sense of bringing part of the Camino to the people who come to see me play. Music can be like that. For all of us, it can be a conduit to bringing joy. Music can be the heart that beats strong and loud and can bring peace and quiet to our hearts and mind. The famous and celebrated American conductor Leonard Bernstein said, Music can name the unnameable and communicate the unknowable. It's true. Music can take you places, just like a pilgrimage. Well, my guest this week is about to undertake a very special pilgrimage. Paul Murray was my guest a while back, October 2021. I think it's episode 248. So much has happened in between, and there's this very special pilgrimage coming soon that you're going to want to hear about. Paul's on the line. Welcome, Pilgrim. Buenos dias, Dan. How are you? I'm very well, thank <laughs> you. I really am very well. Before we get to your upcoming pilgrimage... I understand you are now the chair of the Confraternity of St. James's Rabinal Committee that runs Refugio Gorselmo in Rabinal del Camino. Yes, that's correct. Uh, the, the CSJ, uh, based in London, they have two albergues, one on the, the northern route of Miraz, 
and Gauthelmo on the uh, the Camino Frances, 10 days walk from Santiago. So there's uh, a committee of about uh, six of us, I think, and, and I'm the chair. That's right. Wow, how fantastic. And back in January, you held your very first physical contact AGM in London for the CSJ, the Confraternity of St. James, since before COVID. What was it like to finally all get back together again? It was great. We um, we were at the CSJ sort of offices, which which they rent in a in a church hall um, in the centre of London in, in Southwark, and it was lovely to see people again. And um, and Father Javier, one of the Benedictine monks from the the monastery um, opposite Gauthelmo in Spain, he came along as well. So it, it was it was hugs all round and some really interesting yeah. talks. It was fantastic. So what's in store for Re- Refugio Gauthelmo this year? Tell us about what you're planning. Well, well, we, we open on the 1st of April every year and close on the 31st of October, Dan. And we're installing um, either this week or next week, hopefully in time for opening, uh, a new boiler for the showers in the main dormitory. So that's a big project. And we've got to link it with the solar panels that we've also got in Gas Elmo. And it's... Um, Five of us will be going over uh, in the working party. So we'll be there for about a week before the first pilgrims arrive. So getting everything ready and getting the admin packs ready for our hospitaleros, uh, ordering firewood, uh, getting plenty of toilet paper in. Because we used to have a um, a, a man in a van called Pedro. And um, unfortunately, he's retired and he used to bring up hygiene products, not just to us, but to houses and uh, and remote villages in the area but he's retired Dan so uh, we we are dependent on um, either the the goodwill of uh, local shopkeeper Susanna um, whose husband goes down to Astorga um, each day to to top up our uh, hygiene products and jam and uh, mm. buster and that sort of thing um, so uh, basically we <laughs> The, the car that I'm going to hire in, in Astorga to take to Rabanal, it's certainly going to be full of uh, toilet paper initially. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully we, we, we've got enough to last through the season. How fantastic. Hey, you know, that's a really interesting aspect of it because the 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 hospitalera and hospitaleros who come to work and volunteer there, they don't have a car, obviously. So how much are you relying on the local community Paul, uh, and what do the local community make of a British confraternity running a property in their little village? Well, we were the uh, the original ones, and and it's back in nineteen ninety one, Dan, and and sort of since then, there must be I think at least three or four other albergues, and of course, they they have a, a fixed rate that they charge for pilgrims. It's usually about about five euros and we're donations hostels so we're very much aware that uh, they depend for their livelihood on the pilgrims coming through um sometimes there's there's occasional language difficulties um because not all our hospitaleros speak spanish i'm a fluent speaker um but uh, so that that can provide a few problems um but usually sort of hand gestures and a, a little smattering of Spanish sort of gets people through and, and they're, they're well used to people coming. But of course, they've got their own sort of offspring and and, and people that work in their albergues. Uh, and of course, they're there most of the season, Dan, unlike ours, that would change every 17 days, something like that. Yeah. So we come and go, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're actually going to be there, you said, in the next couple of weeks, getting it all ready. What's it like when you unlock the door after all those months being closed up? I, I imagine it's it's going to need a, a lick of paint, perhaps even a bit of a brush up. What's it like to walk through the door after all those months closed up? Yeah, I, I've, I've never actually unlocked the door, first of all, because our premises coordinator, um, Dave, um, who's um, since uh, resigned from the from the committee? Um, uh, lovely guy, and he lives in Bilbao. And of course, he used to take his car, and that's one of the problems uh, not having that. So, so Dave would would unlock the door sort of a day or two before the main party would arrive uh, to get things started, you know. But it it, um, it it is remarkable. It's a very old building. It used to be the parish priest's house in the village, 
And um, it, it, it's remarkable during those uh, five winter months um, when it's closed, um, how, how how little needs doing really, you know? Mm. Um, so it's, um, it, it, it's, uh, it's, I suppose it, yeah, it, it just seems to, to, to go on in a timeless kind of manner, you know, but yeah. uh, yes, there's, there's, there's a bit of dust to, to get, to get rid of and that sort of thing. And, Plenty of cleaning and, and washing of um, materials and things, but yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's lovely to be back. Some sometimes it, it can be quite snowy up there, uh, sort of late March. So it, um, we've had hospitaleros go in and make sure they take a, a photograph of the uh, of the garden and and the paths without any footsteps on it. So that that's uh, quite oh, an impression it gives. Yeah, yeah. lovely. You, you don't take bookings at all, do you? No, no, we don't. It's first come, first serve, basically. But but we are taking assisted pilgrims. Uh, pil- now that numbers are a little bit down, sort of post-COVID, we're expecting a resurgence in numbers. But assisted pilgrims are perhaps uh, a bit older and have problems carrying their own um, backpacks. Um, we we, uh, we we accept them. So we, we, we're going to monitor the policy and see how that goes. But it's um, yes, it's 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 first come, first serve normally. And I've been there. I've stayed there a couple of times, actually. Um, mm. And you can leave your backpack in the queue, in a way, can't you? Yes, you can. It's still uh, it's it's it, it's very trusting. It, it's lovely. I, I've I've got a photograph of a long line of uh, backpacks in the days when, like, you'd get about I don't know five six thousand pilgrims over the season over the seven months. Um, last year we had. Two and a half thousand, so you can see the numbers drop. But but before COVID, it was about three and a half thousand. And, and although pilgrims are um, are more are less inclined to to leave their their backpacks when they get there, you do get the occasional one that, that's still there. So it, it's a charming uh, thing that that still happens in rural areas that people can can trust the locals enough uh, to actually leave their backpacks while they pop across the square for a, a coffee or a beer or something before yeah. they open. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Where do you source the hospitaleros in Hospitalera from? Uh, well, through the CSJ, really. Uh, we've got a, a, a really good website, um, contacts that people have. They, I mean, one of the things we insist on is that you're a member of the Confraternity of St. James, but also that you've walked the Camino mm. uh, so that you can experience you you have experienced what those what those uh, pilgrims uh, uh, have have gone through and give them lots of advice about the days ahead over the mountains to uh, up to the Cruz de Ferro and down into Ponferrada. Yeah. yeah, but um, so so we wouldn't take anybody that hasn't walked the Camino. And you need to do some form of training, don't you? Uh, yes, we do. Um, we've we've done. Uh, Zoom training, which which means we've been able to. Uh, we actually had a a couple of preparations days last month, and we had a an Australian hospitalero that was able to join us, and some Americans uh, via Zoom. But normally, the, um, we ask our um, our volunteers to to come to London for a for a, a Saturday in in February time to come. So uh, we we will return to that next year. Um, so you're going to be there in the next few weeks to to open the door uh, of of, mm. of the the refugio Gorselmo. It's going to be so exciting, I'm sure. Is there time for a Camino in there? Uh, there, there, there would be. I, I did I did plan myself on on doing the Camino Inglés from La Coruña to Santiago, but circumstances have not allowed it this year. So oh. so I will next year. But uh, yes, it's. Uh, we do get hospitalers that normally um, would have done part of the Frances or maybe the, the Via de la Plata and maybe finished in Salamanca down so they'd like to get the get yeah. the bus up to Astorga uh, and then join us and then maybe return to one of the Camino routes, not necessarily the Frances, after their stint in Rabanal. And that's really nice as well. And we've, we've even got hospitaleros will do a stint in Rabanal and then we'll go up to our other albergue up on the Norte. So, uh, yeah, they, they come in all different uh, uh, shapes and sizes and, and um, yeah, 
I love the idea of walking to the albergue where you're going to do your hospitalero, hospitalero, you know, you're going to serve your two weeks. I I just love that idea of walking there and and then finishing and walking out the door and continuing on. I love that concept is so great. Yeah, yeah. I remember a funny incident a few years ago when I I volunteered five times as as an hospitalero and and uh, I, I I walked from Astorga and the hospitaleros on duty there um, uh, drove down and and picked me up in El Acebo, sort of near Rawan Islands, and said, uh, "We need you now." So so uh, forget the rest of your your pilgrimage in. Right. But, but the really interesting thing is when you walk in reverse, Dan, when you go back to Astorga for public transport back to Madrid or wherever your flight's going from, and you get uh, pilgrims pointing, uh, saying Santiago's that way, basically. <laughs> and then you say, no, 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 uh, I've just finished a stint as an hospitalero. Please stay in Gauthelmo. And uh, but but you do you do wish a lot of pilgrims or they wish you buen camino yeah. uh, as you pass every single one and see all their faces of course because a lot of the time you're looking at people's rear ends you know as you walk. <laughs> <laughs> you're going the wrong way, man. What are you doing? You're going the you're, wrong way. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, you do you do get solo pilgrims of course walking back yeah. from Santiago, which is just phenomenal. Yeah. Back to their home. Um, uh, usually. It would be solitary pilgrims, and rarely it would be a woman. It'd probably be a man, um, and you can see them coming a, a mile off. And of course, the other thing with that is that they never get to spend more than uh, a few fleeting moments uh, with a pilgrim, or just stay the one night. So you'd never be meeting up with people walking due west or north or whatever, because they're going in the opposite direction. Yeah. So uh, they they are. Are quite solitary, but it's a different aspect to the Camino, definitely. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? You don't think about it mm. like that. And no, y- you were going to uh, do part of the Inglés um, because you had walked twenty-five kilometres of it in the summer from Winchester to Southampton, and the Southampton is particularly mm-hmm. poignant for you because that's the port that your father set sail to the Far East and returned five years. Mm-hmm. After and he'd spent considerable amount of that time in the war, as a prisoner of war, and you'd written the book. The last time we spoke, it was about that book from Gael Tuck to Galicia, A Son's Tale, and it was all about these journeys of love and spirit and incredible bravery and endeavor. And uh, your father, a widely respected and admired World War Two doctor, and since then, you, you you said to me, "Hey Dan, you know, there's this there's a, a a documentary about my father, and and it's it's called Love Letters. Well, it's, it's got a Gaelic name, but that's the English interpretation is Love Letters. And I watched it last week. I you sent me a link, and I was deeply, deeply moved by that film. There's a part. Uh, forgive me, I don't know the expert's name." I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. He says that he says in it, your father most probably survived all those years as a prisoner of war because your mother was there alongside him the whole time in spirit. Wasn't that a, that was, I was so moved by that. I, it was such a touching moment. What do you think now? You think back uh, of what your father went through and watching that documentary must mean so much to you. Yes, not not just to to me, Dan, but my my other four siblings. Um, we we're just so proud of 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 the pair of them, really. That that mum was stood by him, you know, when when perhaps other young fiancés or hmm. or girlfriends um, might have found another guy, basically. But um, but she was devoted to him. Um, she prayed for his safe return. Uh, Dad knew she was praying for him, and he prayed for her every evening. and And it was his downtime in the evening. God knows where he found the downtime or the space to write uh, a letter each each evening in the form of a of a diary to to recount to her. And of course, he wasn't getting the feedback, was he? Um, no. They had, they had little cards that they they would have been allowed to write something like twenty five words in just occasionally. Um, but um, 
yeah so he, he would have posted all the thoughts uh, at the end but he knew he knew she loved him um and it, it's what kept him going um and it it was the sort of i think i said in the last podcast it was a younger um perhaps pow's um that had got a girlfriend back home and um uh, and if if there was no word at all even in these these small cards they they just lost the, the will to live yeah yeah. But it was a great. We had a great reunion when when the the, the film crew came over in at my sister's house in London, and they were doing some pan shots of the five of us before they interviewed us. and uh, And they said, "Can you just talk uh, for a, for a few minutes while we film you?" So um, so yeah, we did that. And then and then they said, "Right, that's fine. That's fine. You you could stop it." We said, "No, no, we 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 don't get together very often. And this is fascinating. Just sitting here in a line having a chat." So uh, mm-hmm. is it okay if we carry on? They said, yeah, yeah, we'll see ourselves out the door. <laughs> and then they came back the next. They came back the next day and they interviewed each of us, each of us for two hours, actually. Yeah, it's a beautiful documentary. It's really something special. I was absolutely mo- moved by it. No, really, and the way that each of you speaks so lovingly of both your parents, um, I think is mm. is really special. And the Queen Mother handed your mother your father's MBE. What a moment! Yes, it, it, uh, it was after the war that George the Sixth, uh, the the king, would have sent uh, the 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 MBE to um, to, to to various uh, POWs, and um, and of course, Dad never came over to to London to collect. He was a very modest man, and uh, um, so so Carl, my brother, arranged for the the Queen Mother to to present it to Mum. But it, it was a time when the, the troubles were still on in Northern Ireland, so um, th- there wasn't to be any publicity about it. So so Carl um, brought Mum over from from Belfast, and it was a really moving um, uh, interview and chat that they had over over a cup of tea. So uh, very special moment. Yeah, how wonderful. Yeah. Oh no! It yeah. really is. It yeah. really is fantastic. So the reason mm. you and I are talking again uh, is because you have a very, very special pilgrimage coming up. It's not only your work at uh, Refugio Gorselmo, but also this little choir, Coro Camino, mm. have been rehearsing. Uh, they've got a program of sacred music, and you you're going to be walking a few stages of the Camino Frances and giving some concerts at the end of May. So tell us all about it. Well, we did something similar in 2019. Um, and the choir loved it so much that that they said, oh, can we do it again? And we were thinking of doing the Francicina, I think they call it, in Italy. But we couldn't get any gigs and any contacts down. So so one of the one of the choir said, well, why don't we go go back to Spain? Uh, we'd love to sing in Gauselmo again. In the huerta or the or the, the garden um, with the fruit trees, yeah. because uh, Gauthelmo's got that. There's a, a, a massive open space. Um, so instead of doing this kind of a just a short rehearsal there, we're going to give a, a full concert at the end of May. So, uh, but in, in, in Coro Camino, they are unique because I haven't heard of any choir that actually walk stages of the Camino, rehearse in the afternoon. And give a concert in the evening. You, you've got choirs that will go, um, and if, uh, we're part of a very large choir called Philomusic of Worcestershire and Gloucestershire, of about ninety members. But this is a small group. Uh, there's eleven of us this time that are going. A nice mixture of, of voices, and and to to actually walk uh, and then sing is is something really really unique. And how many of you will be walking? How many are in the choir? Uh, there'll be uh, uh, 14 of us walking and there'll be 11 of us in the choir. So we've got uh, three sopranos, two altos, four tenors, uh, I'm a tenor, and two basses. Because it's this is a podcast, it's all about the audio journey. Like I need, people will want to hear what you sound like. So I said to Paul, oh, look, have you got some rehearsals coming up or something? And he said, Dan, look, I'd be I'd be happy to record something for you. So these are not professional recordings, but they give you some idea of the pure joy of what pilgrims can expect to hear on the Camino. This is uh, a Vivaldi's Gloria. Let's have a listen. Gloria, Gloria. 
You know, Paul, one of the great things about choral music like that is there's so much power in voice, isn't there? Yes, uh, uh, absolutely. I, I, I actually can't read music, but being a linguist and teaching modern languages for years, I'm now retired in a secondary school here in Gloucester. Uh, I've got a good ear for music, so I just sort of internalize it, um, listen to various performances. Um, but it's an absolute thrill singing with some really, really talented uh, soloists that 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 form part of of our little group, um, and 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 to give such joy to pilgrims. And we said when we got to Santiago uh, four years ago. Um, we had a sort of photograph in in the round. So Tony, one of our walkers and pilgrims in those days, he put his mobile phone on the floor on the cobblestones in front of the cathedral, and and did a selfie of the the uh, eleven or twelve of us. Um, and and I said I said to them afterwards, I said, well, we haven't got our Compostela, um, we haven't got the certificate to prove we've uh, walked the last hundred k. Um, we've only walked three days, but I, I said, as far as I'm concerned, you are really are pilgrims of joy that you've given to pilgrims along the way uh, in the concerts that we gave to really packed audiences in churches. I said, it's just like walking the entire route and you've given me so much pleasure uh, as well. But uh, but music is is the thing and, and walking that, that unites us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine just how powerful that would be to have walked all day and then go to see a choir like yours in a cathedral or even in the, in the town square at the end of the day must be really, really moving. Especially El Cebreiro at the top of the mountain, Dan. It was just, just amazing. When you cross from Castilla Leon into Galicia, the church up at the top, um, it's a very special place to sing in and... Uh, and you got pilgrims from all over the world, so we did a we did a little bit of uh, um, Contique de, de Jean Racine um, that that we sang as well in French. So that was so that was lovely. Wow, well. wow, yeah. wow! I'm going to play a little bit of "Lord Is My Shepherd." This was actually um, recorded in April last year, I think. By and this is part of the, the the BBC documentary that we talked about, and this is courtesy of Strident Media. And you might say, how 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 do I pronounce love letter in Gaelic? Oh, Lichagra. Lichagra. Uh, letter of love, it is. Wow, yeah, wow, wow. I was just talking about the the documentary a moment ago, and uh, this is from the documentary, and this is uh, here we are the. Lord is my shepherd. Let's have a little listen to this. This is so fantastic. You will comfort me. It's just so fantastic. Oh, my gosh. So do you have uh, firm dates confirmed, Paul, that you can tell my listeners where you're going to be exactly when and maybe they can sort of help plan and, 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 and have an idea where they might be so they can see you? That would be amazing, yeah, because we, 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 we publicize our concert, the one that we'll do in Rabanal, Dan, if pilgrims are staying another albergues we'll have posters up around the village as well so uh, uh this is all by the way on the, the csj website csj.org.uk it's not actually up there at the minute but it but it will be csj.org.uk yes mm -hmm. on the uh, 29th of may we'll be 
uh, at five o'clock in the afternoon at tea time when, uh, as you probably know, uh, in yeah. Gauthelmo, we serve yeah. a, a cup of tea and biscuits at uh, five o'clock. So that's the 29th of May at five o'clock. And then the following day, uh, along the valley floor of the Bierzo area, west of uh, Ponferrada, there's a small town called Cacabelos. And in the, the church there, Santa Maria, we're doing a concert with uh, a local choir there. Um, so they'll start and then we'll we'll take up the baton and that's at half past eight in the evening. And then on the uh, 1st of June, Thursday the 1st of June, we're singing in uh, in Santiago. We haven't got the, the venue confirmed yet. We're hoping it will be the cathedral um, and that should be confirmed in the next couple of weeks. Um, and that's fingers tightly crossed because that would be an incredible venue. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. Probably it probably wouldn't be a formal concert if it was there, Dan. It might be in a, a side chapel with pilgrims coming through and tourists and that sort of thing, maybe doing a, a couple of sessions. Um, um, that's probably the form that it would take. But but we're hopeful, and uh, through my Spanish, my contacts in Spain, um, fingers crossed that that, that that will come off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the CSJ website, so if you're walking sort of late May, early June, and you want to perhaps catch the choir, csj.org, is that right? .org.uk, yes. Okay, uk for the dates. Let's have a listen to some more music. I just love it. Let's have a listen to Ubi Karatas. Oh, this is lovely. Ubi so great it's so great paul it's so great and you know um what my listeners won't know is that paul sent me videos of the rehearsals so i can what i've i've pulled the audio from the videos but i can see every one of you is just so filled with joy while you're standing around singing it's really it's really enlightening it's so lovely to watch people being so loving what they're doing <laughs> Just so loving what they're doing, uh, for for well, that, for, for an old musician like me, Paul. It's just so fantastic, you know. Thank you. That that was a really special recording. I think if you're using the one from the from Gloucester Cathedral on Friday night, uh, that we we did that a cappella, and that's what we'll do in Spain. And it's a it's a Teze chant. It's based on a Teze chant that uh, it, the original is is in Latin. From the Teze community in France, and a, a local composer, John Reed from Sirencester, he's adapted uh, it to English, and um, it, it it was to in the cathedral. It was part of a, an evening to raise money for uh, rough sleepers in the city, oh. and 120 people turned up: um, adults, uh, older teenagers, children. 
and spent the night and it was a really cold night on Friday in the cloisters of the cathedral. So we, we sang to them at 10 o'clock before they settled down for the night and, the, and they raised 9,000 pounds in the evening. So that it was very special um, to sing that. And it, it is a, it is a beautiful chant, absolutely gorgeous. And what does Ubi, Ubi Caritas, how's that translated as? I think it's everywhere charity. There you are. Uh, you the see. charity that we show, show yeah. to our fellow man. That's know. right. That's we look right. out for each other. That's right. Yeah. And, and and you wrote to me to say, um, uh, sorry that, Dan, there's a lot of noise in the background, but that's because... You know, there's people coming for a sleepover in the in the choristers uh, mm. gallery, and and that's why we love this cathedral so much. Well, it, it reaches out, Dan. That's the thing about the whole community of yeah. Gloucester and Cheltenham and, and Gloucestershire that the people feel that they can come to the cathedral, and they have events like this. I mean, when I was growing up in Ireland, the thought of a church hosting a sleepover with uh, noisy People coming in and, and children in sleeping bags for the night was just uh, just anathema to them, you know. So it's yeah. a real community cathedral. It's That's wonderful. Terrific. We're about to hear Lord yeah. Bless You. And this is actually sung, do you mind, this is recorded singing outside Tewkesbury mm -hmm. Abbey. I love the name of it, Tewkesbury Abbey. Uh, <laughs> and you're about to do an 11-mile pilgrimage to Gloucester Cathedral. Tell us about that pilgrimage. Yeah, it was. It, it was. We we did one, and then it was supposed to be one last um, September, and it was cancelled uh, when the news came through about the Queen passing away. So it's. Um, uh, I mean, eleven miles is kind of an average pilgrim day for sort of people in there. I, I mean, so, yeah. our little choir. We're in our we're in our sixties and our seventies. So uh, there were about fifty pilgrims that. Uh, that we joined with uh so that was the one that was the, the it, it was one of our favorites from the 2019 tour uh, the rutter lord bless you and keep you so we sang that outside the cathedral resplendent in our blue yeah. um camino t-shirts with the, the the pilgrim shell on them so uh yeah my wife jan recorded that be before we left and it's so we sang in a couple of churches yeah. on the way it's beautiful it yeah. is really beautiful let's have a listen to lord bless you and keep you go to the Camino right now <laughs> I want to book it I want to book it tomorrow Paul to come and see you sing in those churches oh my gosh it's going to be so so amazing I started the podcast um, saying that the American conductor Leonard Bernstein said music can name the unnameable and communicate the unknowable how did your love affair 
with music begin? Uh, back in secondary school in Belfast, St Mary's uh, Grammar School, um, I joined the choir there. And I remember we had a, a mass, an open air mass um, for the the founder of the, the Christian Brothers. Um, um, and joined the, the, the sang with the choir then. And then I suppose... Uh, the schools that I've taught in, both uh, in Ireland and in England, um, the uh, the music department uh, have have always put on concerts. So I I got I, I began to uh, take an interest in that, and they were all um, choirs that had teachers as well as uh, pupils in them. So um, and then uh, I I just heard from the father of one of the students that I taught at, at, at St. Peter's here in Gloucester. And he said, why don't you come around and, and join our local uh, local choir for the Musica? And that was back in 2005. And uh, I just love it. We rehearsed on a Friday night and we still do that. It was a lovely way of unwinding after a week's teaching. And and the friendships that have revolved from or evolved from that, they're, they're such a lovely, friendly choir as well. And of lots of social events together. And then, I mean, this is the ultimate. We were hoping that the full choir could sort of come. That was the idea in the past, but it just took so much organising. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so much easier with just a small group, you know. So it's yeah. it's it's wonderful. Yeah, I've played in bands before. Uh, I was in a band yeah. for about 12 years, many years ago. And, and when you're at your peak of your powers, there's nothing quite like the... I don't know what the kind of word would be, but the community of your creative output, uh, when you really are on fire and you know you're at your peak, collectively there's a there's a collusion, there's a, a spirituality, there's a, a fraternity that's unspeakable. It's so great. I'm certain you yeah. feel that in that choir when it's sounding beautiful and resonating in, in a cathedral somewhere and... You think about your place in history, the history of that cathedral, how many voices have sung those songs in those extraordinary venues. Do you feel that, that collective spirit? Yes, uh, absolutely. The, the the cathedral, I've only sung there once before. It's, um, it's an Anglican cathedral in, in Gloucester, this is. This was back in 2000. So it was unusual in those days to have a Catholic school that, that uh, St. Peter's is in Gloucester mm. uh, be invited to sit, sing in, in the cathedral. So to have the opportunity to sing there again, uh, it was off the back of, because we, we were there for 20 minutes at seven o'clock and then we had we had a full rehearsal of the whole choir because we've got a concert coming this, this weekend um, in, in Worcester. So we had a full two-hour rehearsal, and then we had to leave a few minutes before the end of that to get back to the cathedral to settle the people down for the night and to do yeah. a couple of a cappella pieces. So incredible it was! It just a, a wonderful evening of singing, singing, you know. So I, I made sure I, I had plenty of vocal zone sweets to uh, to uh, anesthetize my throat <laughs> to get me through. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's got their tricks, don't they? So let's go back to yes. the Camino uh, and Refugio Gorselmo. Just a couple more questions, Paul, if I might. Um, hmm. Do you need volunteers for this coming season? We, we're okay at the moment. We we have a um, we have lost a few over the, the last few years, but uh, um, Julie Davis uh, on our our hospitalero coordinator on the committee. Um, she uh, she's got a reserve list, so we are okay at the moment. Sometimes Miras on the the northern route get a little bit short, um, but I mean you can get in touch with with the CSJ in London if um, if if you feel you 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 would be able to volunteer. We are okay for the season, as I said at at the moment. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, look, I'm so excited. Uh, I wish I was there to be able to see it all, Paul. Um, and so lovely to speak to you. Our second time we've talked, and and I loved the documentary. But listen, I can't let you go. Now I say it to everybody now. Tell us a Camino story. 
I've I, I've got a good one. Um, we had a, a pilgrim. I'm going to call her Anna. She was uh, it wasn't her name, I don't think. Uh, from Madrid, a uh, young Spanish pilgrim, probably in her thirties, and um, she was suffering from dehydration. It's twenty-two kilometers that she'd walked from Astorga, and um, so we made sure that she she uh, as soon as she got arrived about two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, made sure she she got some rest and had a good sleep. When she got up later, she was looking a lot better. And and um, and we said, look, um, how much water have you been drinking? So she showed us, and it was a really hot day. It was like the, the, the low 30s. And she showed us her water bottle, and she'd drunk half a litre uh, in the walk-up. So I sort of measured it out into a glass and, and I said, this is ridiculous. This is just not enough. So uh, show me the weight of your rucksack. And um, she said, well, I, I, I took my guidebook out. These are the days sort of before mobile phones. So it's gone back a bit. Um, and uh, so she got rid of she got rid of the book um, because she said it was adding to the weight. So so I said, well, well, this is ridiculous. You've got to know where you're going. And and she sort she sort of nodded, but didn't really seem to take things on board. So later on, before everybody turned in for the evening, I said, are you feeling more confident about tomorrow? And she said, yes. And I smiled on her face, looking really recovered. And I said, I said, what about all the advice that we've given you? She said, oh, I'll be OK. And then I just I just looked at her face and in her eyes, I said, I said, it's you are trusting in God to get you over the mountains. Uh, that's right, isn't it? And yeah, a huge smile on her face. And she said, yes, yeah. And he'll get me there, you know. And it, it just, the penny suddenly dropped that um, all the, the advice was sort of almost washing over her. But she knew she'd get there with, with God's help. And it, I've, I've always remembered the look in her eyes when she nodded. Yeah, wow, that's a great story. Well, with the love of God and the guidance of God, God will show us the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're the songs that you're singing, aren't they? They're Absolutely. The, yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. about charity, talking about mm -hmm. love and talking about music. And as Leonard Bernstein said, music can name the unnameable and communicate the unknowable. Well, look, I think it's just pure delight, pure joy, magic it's wonderful and it's love and it's kindness the music that you're going to bring to the camino in just a few weeks time this season is just going to be magic thank you paul for taking the time to talk to me to tell us all about it thank you thank you for your work as a hospitalero and as a, as chair now of the refugio gorselmo uh committee and I hope that this summer, this season is is full of joy and love and everything. I I've stayed there twice and I both times it's been just pure delight. I've loved it so much. Uh, having a cup of tea in the afternoon and I wish I was lucky enough to be sitting having a cup of tea in the afternoon and your choir singing to me as well. So I hope it all works out very well for you. I'm going to give the book another plug at the end of the podcast, but in the meantime, Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and good luck to you and your crew. Buen Camino. Igualmente. The same to you, Dan. It's so lovely to talk to you again. Thank you. My guest this week was Paul Murray from Northern Ireland, who's now based in England. The documentary we were talking about is called Litra Gra. It's only available, unfortunately, in the UK at the moment via BBC iPlayer. It's called Litra Gra. You can buy Paul's book, From the Gale Tucked to Galicia, A Son's Tale, via the great BritishBookshop.co.uk and via the Irish website buythebook.ie, which is run by a woman who highlights the work of independent book writers in Ireland. Keep an eye on the Confraternity of St. James's website for details about the choir's tour. The details aren't up just yet, but they will be. And when we get the final details, I'll let you know via the podcast as well. A quick thank you to my Patreon sponsors, without whom this podcast would not be possible. So thanks to Lance, Olivia and Bill. Thank you for your kindness. You can sponsor the podcast by visiting patreon.com forward slash Dan Mullins. A gentle reminder that the American Pilgrims on the Camino Conference is April 13 to 16 at Lake Tahoe in Nevada. The theme is Walk Your Way. The time is now. And this week's quote from Leonard Bernstein, the famous American conductor. 
Music can name the unnameable and communicate the unknowable. I hope we brought you a little joy and wonder this week. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino.